Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to 15 Days of Festive Fear, day number three. And I have two spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from the 16th of August, 2023. And story number one comes from Vicky. I want to start by saying that I've gotten my mum's permission to tell these stories. And most of the ghostly experiences have happened to her rather than me. My mum is very susceptible to the paranormal. And most of our outings are punctuated with her telling me about the people she's seeing. I remember once we were walking through an old market town and she was doing this weird jump walk. I asked her what she was doing and she said, I'm dodging the chickens, be careful. I looked at her like she was insane and she suddenly realised that only she could see the bustling market that was happening in the empty area in front of us. The first story happened about five years ago. My parents were looking at buying this big old house in the middle of nowhere. We live in England, so when I say old, I mean this house was almost 700 years old with fireplaces that had sword marks in the stone where knights would sharpen them. We were looking around the house during one of the viewings and I asked my mum if she felt anything. She said yes. She said she could sense a youngish man following us around the house. We decided to make it less creepy and for some reason I said, why don't we call him Edward? Mum had told me that this ghost felt friendly, so I was more comfortable naming him. We were in one room and could hear footsteps from the hall. My dad and the owner were downstairs in the kitchen and there was no one else up there with us. I called out, Edward, is that you? Clear as day, mum and I heard, yes, hello? It sounded like a young man, but the only other men in the house were way out of earshot and neither of them sounded like that. My mum and I carried on looking around and could hear footsteps following us but we didn't try to communicate with him again. Later that night, my mum and I decided to look up the history of the house. And when we got all of the information through, we discovered that one of the main owners of the house originally, back when it was first built, was called Edward. And he had died young in the house. It was so weird. My parents didn't buy the house in the end and I'm kind of glad they didn't. My second story comes with a picture. My mum and I went to Rome and while we were there, we went to a concert in the Circus Maximus. For those who are unsure of what that is, it was where the Romans used to do their chariot racing for sport in front of spectators, etc. My mum didn't know that the site was used for that and what happened during the concert still freaks me out to this day. We were quite far back and the crowd was pretty open so we had plenty of room to move about. All of a sudden, my mum went really pale and she said to me, 
they are really angry. They aren't happy at all. I asked her what she meant and she said, The people, they don't like all this noise. We aren't supposed to be here. She then told me that she kept feeling really intense waves passing through her, like something was charging through her. I immediately told her that this was where they did chariot races and she told me that she could see white blurs going round and around. This is interesting as chariot horses were white. She told me to take a photo the next time she felt a rush go through her, so I did. In this photo you can see my mum really pale and looking like she's gasping for air and behind her you can see a white horse. It's facing you dead on over her right shoulder, its neck extended downwards with its head bowed low. Its left side of its face is lit up and you can see its ear, eye and the length of its nose. When I show this to people they don't believe me. Please can you let me know if you can see this so I know I'm not going totally insane. My third story happened to me when I was in primary school. I went to a school where you could either board or be a day girl. Several times when my parents were away on business, I was allowed to board part-time. One night, I was in the boarding house and on the top bunk bed. There were three other girls in the room and everyone was asleep. I was struggling to get settled and was looking around the room through the wooden slats. That's when I saw it. A silver mist, the height of an adult, standing at the foot of a single bed on the other side of the room. At first I thought it was my eyes being unfocused, but the rest of the room was crystal clear. I squeezed my eyes closed several times, but every time I opened them, this silver mist would still be there, just looming at the end of the bed. I was freaked out, but realised that this thing didn't seem to be interested in me. So I curled up in my duvet and rolled onto my side, with my back pressed against the edge of the bed by the wall. I fell asleep eventually, but kept waking up. It was there a few times, but eventually it disappeared. I was probably around eight or nine and didn't think to ask my dorm mates if they had seen anything. Maybe it was a trick of the light. But all I know is 20 years later, I can still picture the silver mist and that room clearly in my mind. This final story haunts me, but it actually happened to my mum in the 1980s. My mum used to work in a boarding school for, and I quote, troubled young boys. Unfortunately, most of these boys had mental health issues and could be violent to the point that the staff that stayed there had to have double locks on the doors for security. My mum had been given a tower room, decorated in powder blue and had a vintage feel with lace tablecloths and cream-coloured furniture. After getting back from a date with her boyfriend, now husband, she got back to her room, got ready for bed and settled down for the evening. After being asleep for a while, she woke up with a start, to the sound of her perfume bottle falling to the carpeted floor. Immediately, she noticed an icy chill in the room, which had been a perfectly pleasant temperature before. It was an unnatural cold. Deciding it was likely a mouse that had accidentally knocked the bottle off, They had a bit of a rodent issue. She closed her eyes and tried to get back to sleep. Then she heard and felt something brushing down the side of her bed, like the sound of clothing rubbing along the duvet and the sheet. Panicked that it was a boy in her room, 
Mum's eyes flew open and what stood there wasn't a boy. Instead, the perfect outline of a female figure stood gleaming white over her. Mum screamed and screamed. The ghost of the woman continued to stand by the bed. The other staff, hearing the scream and no doubt thinking a boy was attacking my mum, scrambled to get into the room. But they couldn't get in because of all the locks. All the while, the ghost woman was still there in the room and my mum was still shouting for help. Finally, a member of staff broke the door down and typically, it was at this point that the ghost disappeared. My mum was hysterical, rambling about what she had seen, but the staff knew exactly what she was talking about. It transpired that several decades before, when the building had been a hospital, a nurse had fallen in love with a married doctor. After a passionate affair, the doctor broke it off, leaving the nurse heartbroken. In despair, the nurse made her way up to her room and proceeded to take her own life. She had appeared to many of the previous occupants of that room. It had been decided not to tell my mum before she moved into it so that she wouldn't be too scared to stay. This obviously didn't work. They quickly moved her to a different room and although no more encounters with the nurse occurred, mum left that job soon after, unable to cope with what had happened. The building is now a series of apartments and I always wonder if the occupants have ever been awoken by the heartbroken nurse who haunts the tower. We are soon moving out of our Kent home to a new place in Herefordshire. This home used to be part of a 12th century monastery and honestly my biggest worry isn't leaving Kent, it's how I'm going to deal with the ghost monks mum said she felt during our latest bust up there. Safe to say, I'm a tad scared. Vicky, I love the idea of your mom, you know, dodging, dodging, doing a little hop, skip and a jump around the market. And you've been like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm dodging the chickens. And then the realisation that nobody else can see the chickens. Ghost chickens. What more do we need from this paranormal world that we live in? Ghost chickens. And how weirdly wonderful is it that the name Edward popped into your head when you're bopping around that 700 year old house and then you look it up later and find out that there was an Edward. I feel like, Vicky, you've inherited some of your mum's abilities. Because it is interesting. I mean, I know Edward's a pretty common name. But it is interesting that that was the name that popped into your head. That was the name that the voice seemingly responded to in the house. And then that was the name that was attached actually to the house when you looked it up historically. And in regards to the picture that was taken in Italy, I will put the picture up on... Facebook, on Instagram and on Patreon so people can have a look at it. I, it looks it looks to me like a horse. You can see the hair on the mane, I think. Like, I can totally understand why you looked at that and saw horse. I can totally 100% understand that. It looks pretty horse-like to me. Obviously, I'll post it everywhere on the socials. Don't worry, I'm going to make sure that your mom isn't identifiable from the picture But it's an interesting picture for sure. I do love it when a story comes with uh, picture evidence. It makes me very happy. And just to say, I'm not surprised that your mom's story absolutely haunts you. Because that is terrifying. Like, 
I totally understand the staff not wanting to tell your mum or people have had weird experiences in this bedroom just FYI because you don't want to freak somebody out before they even move into the bedroom you don't want somebody to have a predisposition to be freaked out by every sound that they hear in that bedroom you know what I mean you don't want to prime people in that way but also I think I would also be like a little bit of warning a little bit of warning might be good because Waking up in the middle of the night and having a woman standing over your bed, I would be hysterically screaming as well. And I wouldn't I wouldn't stay in the room. Sorry, wouldn't do it. And I would love to know if anybody in those apartments sees the heartbroken nurse too. And listen, come here. If you've moved out of your Kent home to the new place in Herefordshire, please do let me know how you and your mom are getting on with all the ghost monks because I'm dy- dying to know. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. And story number two comes from Anonymous. I am neurodivergent on the autistic spectrum and my whole life I've had paranormal experiences and I think there is a relation there. I am mostly sensitive to energy. I have rarely seen spirits and this has led me to believe in the paranormal but I also try and be rational about my experiences. The first time I visited the pathology lab that I work in nowadays, I was a pathology resident and it was to learn about heart malformations. I was in a room all by myself, but there were people in the lab, just not with me. I had a few specimens of congenital malformations to analyse. The specimens were obtained from actual patients who had an autopsy. I was standing at a high table with my back to the door, and the hearts I needed to study in a tray in front of me. Suddenly I felt that there was someone with me in the room. I turned around and no one was there. As I focused again on the specimens, I felt a tickle on every single hair root in my head, like static. But my hair was in a ponytail, so it couldn't be static, and it was a second basement floor with closed windows, so no drafts. Then I sensed the presence again. It felt curious, not threatening at all. It was like he wanted to see what I was doing, like a child looking around me to the table that I was at. At the time, I was reading a Brian Weiss book, so I spoke to him and asked if he saw a light somewhere and told him to consider going into it and maybe reincarnate, that I was sure his family loved him and that it was okay to go, and the energy just left. And after I finished what I had to do, I also left. I didn't talk to anyone of the lab staff at the time. A few months later, I had an internship at this pathology lab and I had the chance to get to know the staff. Among the many things we talked about, 
They told me about Juanito, the lab ghost. They told me he liked to play pranks on them like hiding tools, papers and diagnostic materials. They would usually just shout, Juanito give me back my tweezers and the tweezers would reappear in the most obvious place. I told them my experience and as I described the feeling in my hair, they all knew exactly what I meant. In the years since I started working, the activity we attributed to him mostly stopped and the occasional paranormal experiences we've had don't feel like Juanito. I think Juanito moved on, so maybe I helped him. So Brian Weiss, um, for people who don't know, because I didn't know, is somebody, he is a psychiatrist, I think, who specialises in past life regression and future life progression and where does the soul go after you die? All those kind of big questions. And look, maybe you did help this little spirit on, on its way for whatever reason. And I always find it really interesting when people talk about sensing spirits that they just know, they just intrinsically, instinctively know that it's a man or a woman or a child or an older person or whatever, that that vibe is just there. And I do find that really fascinating. And I'm so glad for you, Anonymous, that your story was validated, you know, that the other members of staff were able to go, yeah, we know exactly the feeling that you're talking about, that static feeling in your hair. And maybe it was as simple as that. Maybe it was a static feeling that was letting you know that this energy, this entity, this this spirit was around. And I'm glad that when, you know, this particular spirit is in a medical lab, hiding tools, papers and diagnostic materials, that he listens when people are like, okay, give me back my tweezers. Or, you know, whatever, put that back. That he actually listens. Because that, that, could, that could have serious consequences. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Vicky and Anonymous for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 16th of August, 2023. And if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.